from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going to WWE SmackDown at PNC Arena. I'm very excited about this because it's actually my birthday gift for my girlfriend. With a few thousand of your closest friends? Yes. Big, what's on the card tonight? What's on the card? I know that Asuka and Bianca Belair women's championship matchup tonight. SmackDown Women's Championship is also tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if we see Roman Reigns, who is the champion of WWE, the Universal Champion, but he's the guy. We see him tonight. Might see the Usos. Some more drama going on in the Bloodline feud. A lot of things going on. Who's gonna Who's gonna win the big fight, the Belair fight? I would actually like to see Bianca Belair win it. Has she been the champ before? She has been. Okay. So, yeah, she's held the title a few times. Chance to get it back tonight in Raleigh. Yes, in Raleigh tonight. I know uh, my my good buddy, my Culture State co-host, Chris Lee, is going to be there. His daughter is a massive Bianca Belair fan. So, I know if she wins tonight, uh, Chris's daughter, oldest daughter, is going to be very excited about this. So, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You're not going to be there? I will not be there. It's been a long time. I went to one when I was a kid, and it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, but I have not. Sort of fallen out of favor in the with the wrestling. Here's the thing I'll say about wrestling real fast before we really get into our top topic. Live wrestling is a blast because it's it's just live theater in front of you, but you get wrapped up into it, man. It is an absolutely fun time. If you get a chance to see wrestling live, whether it's a large promotion like WWE Tonight or AEW or even small like local promotions. I'm wearing a Deadlock Pro Wrestling t-shirt, which is a promotion that runs here in the state of North Carolina. Go to those. They're, they're a blast. It's so much fun. You can get wrapped up into a lot of stuff. But something I like to get wrapped up into, the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, why we leading off the Carolina Hurricanes today, Brian Murphy. Again, that's Brian Murphy, WREL Sports uh, investigative reporter. Joining me, Dennis Cox, here this afternoon uh, on the fan. The Carolina Hurricanes, it was rumored back – couple weeks ago or actually more like three weeks ago that the Carolina Hurricanes were going to make a trade for Tony D'Angelo who was a former Carolina Hurricane the defenseman who didn't re-sign with the team they couldn't quite come to terms got his rights traded to the Philadelphia Flyers signed a two-year extension or signed a two-year deal with them played this last season with the Flyers they're looking to trade him back to Carolina well because of the CBA because because the collective bargaining agreement Brian Murphy the NHL kind of nicks the deal. It's like, you can't make this deal yet. I'll get to the rule here in just a second. But he got waived unconditionally by the Philadelphia Flyers today. My guess is if he clears waivers, they're just gonna they're gonna buy out his contract. So then he's gonna become a free agent. So I beg the question to you, Brian Murphy, Kane's just not interested anymore? Like, is is this because I thought when I saw that D'Angelo was this this trade was gonna take place. To me, that was the first step in a line of many others to go. I mean, if you're trading for for D'Angelo, that means, in my mind, Brett Pesci was out the door, which means would led to the next thing, which led to the next thing. But now that's not happening. So now I'm not entirely sure what's going to be next for the Canes. Well, this makes some sense from the Flyers' perspective in that they were going to eat about two and a half million of his salary, and now with the buyout, they only are on the hook for one point six six. Yeah. So there's a little bit of flex for the next two years, but there's a little adds a little flexibility for them. Mm-hmm. From the Canes' perspective, you know, instead of taking him on and having to give an asset for two and a half million, now you could go sign him and not have to give up an asset for eight hundred thousand. But or, where does he fit in? Right, well, that's the, the question. Right, but 
it doesn't make sense to make this trade now that you know that he can be a you can just pick him up as a street free agent if you want him. Yeah. And I think right now the, the, they don't have a space for him. And if they get Eric Carlson, they really don't have a space for him. And so I, I mean Tom Waddell, I mean Don Waddell just just waiting it out. It feels like it feels like that's what's happening. The Flyers couldn't wait. They have some roster crunch where they have to make this move now. Uh the Canes can afford to wait. My my curiosity is okay, would Tony D'Angelo sign here? Because there's no spot for him. I mean, honestly, if he signs with the Canes right now, he's the seventh defenseman. He's not going to sign here to be the seventh defenseman. Honestly, he probably wouldn't sign here to be the sixth defenseman, that that third pair on the right side where Jalen Chatfield currently plays. He probably doesn't want to do that either. He wants to play in the top four, which I is understandable. I think his he's best if he is a third-pair defenseman, but that's a different conversation. But nonetheless, why would he sign here unless – the Canes made the big moves to trade Brett Pesci to get a forward. And then you can side D'Angelo to, to come slide alongside whomever. But right now, the Canes aren't looking like they are trading Brett Pesci as of this moment. But even if they traded Pesci, don't they, don't they already have their top four pair? Parents? Yeah, they can. I mean, well, if someone plays on their offside because you still have Dmitry Orlov right now. So, I mean, they're, they're log jammed at – on defense. Like How, they're backloaded on the back end. What what I find most amazing about though is is Don Waddell, even after signing Orlov, after at the press conference said we still have a deal in place, you know, with the Flyers. He what he didn't exactly say what, what that deal was, but it was clear to everybody listening that they, he was referencing D'Angelo. So I really would like to know what happened over the last two weeks. Yeah. That changed that changed that because it sounded like Waddell and Carolina and the, and Philadelphia had a deal in place. My assumption was the deal was going to take place as, in, in, on the condition that D'Angelo coming in would mean that Brett Pesci was on the move. Now, it also could have fell through that Brett Pesci, that deal maybe just didn't work out. That they thought they had a a, like a, a plan in place to, to trade Brett Pesci. Or maybe they didn't think they were going to get Dmitry Orlov. I'm not entirely sure how that was all going to work out, but nonetheless... The offseason expectations for Carolina in terms of the deals that they could possibly make, this changes things. Now, what is the next move for Carolina? You have about $2.5 million in cap space. There's still that Vladimir Tarasenko guy floating around out there. <laughs> There's still the Eric Carlson trade type thing going on. Okay. I don't think both of those happen simply just because of the money. Like, I don't know how you can clear up. So, right now, Eric Carlson makes $11.5 million, I think, and he still has three, four years left on his contract, including this upcoming year. So, the San Jose Sharks, if you're going to make that deal, have to eat a lot of that money. Now, you might have to throw in an extra first-round pick or a player to go with it, fine. But also, if you're going to sign Vladimir Tarasenko, maybe just for a one-year contract this upcoming year, or maybe it's a two- or three-year deal, well... Again, you got to make the finances work in some way, shape, or form. That means other guys on your roster have to move. Simple as that. I, I don't, th but I don't think many people are losing sleep over the fact that D'Angelo is not coming here. Oh, I'm not. I, I mean, it was a pretty divisive move to bring him back here. A lot of fans were unhappy. Sure. Um, both from a performance standpoint and some off the field stuff that that D'Angelo has been involved in, and I, so I, I don't think there's any great loss. I don't think there's a ton of Hurricanes fans who are extremely upset at this news. Oh, I'm not upset at it, but I, it's just the, the sequence of events, right? 
it's the sequence of, okay, if, if D'Angelo comes in, that means Brett Pesci's on the move, which in turn means, okay, if you're moving him, are you getting a forward in return or are you getting an asset that you can use to trade for somebody else? And then are you going to sign Tarasenko? Is it a cap Is it a cap move in that regard? So, the, again, that chain of events, well, that first link is kind of – it's gone now. It's broken. So what's the new chain? Not entirely sure what's next. But if Carolina – does want to go after Vladimir Tarasenko or Eric Carlson? Guys on the roster right now are gonna have to move. When but when, I, when is this movement gonna start? That's the that's the big question. Well, the, all because right. it feels like the NF, the NHL is kind of locked up. If you if you go to the Athletic right now, yeah, Carolina Hurricanes forty five percent of the vote to win the Stanley Cup next year. Yeah, next closest is the Avalanche at sixteen percent. I mean, mm-hmm. right now this team, at least in the public eye, is the Stanley Cup favorites. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, maybe you don't have to make a move. That's a good point. You know what? They could just roll with what they have right now. They really could because you've added up front. You've added, you added up front with Michael Bunting and on the the bottom end with with Brendan Lemieux on, as a fourth line guy, um, who could be that hired goon whenever you need him to go out there for that. But then you also you added Orloff on the on the back end as well. So you got when you have the league's best defensive core and you got better. It's pretty impressive. And also, your entire trio of goaltending is coming back as well. I mean, n- neither one of the three guys between Ronta Anderson and Kochekov played more than 34 games this past season. So you're going to need all three of them again, in my opinion, because of the injury history that we've seen with Ronta and Anderson. Mm-hmm. And you get this, honestly, look at on paper. And also, you get a healthy, hopefully fully healthy Andre Svechnikov coming back as well. So you add that into the mix. So based off of... Where this team ended last season in the Eastern Conference Finals, you're bringing back Svechnikov, you add in Bunting, you add in Lemieux. Okay, you lose a couple fourth liners like Stepan and Stasny. Okay, fine. Those are deep in the depth chart. But all your goaltending, and you add Dmitry Orlov to your defense, you didn't lose any major pieces. This team on paper is better than what it was when it ended the season last year. And right now, simply put, right now they're the you know Vegas has them as the number two. They're they're ten to one to win the Stanley Cup, only behind the Avalanche. Um, other teams in the East: Maple Leafs, Bruins are twelve to one, Devils twelve to one, Rangers fourteen to one. Um, so so yeah, Vegas waste, has, waste money betting on the Leafs. But that's fine. <laughs> so Vegas has them as one of the the you know at this point in free agency as one of the favorites to win the title. I I you know part of me says you take the two and a half million, you keep it. Because mm-hmm. in the season, you're going to have to do something. Maybe. Someone's going to get hurt. There's going to be an unexpected injury. Someone's going to fall off and going to be unexpectedly not great. Uh, maybe someone unexpectedly becomes available. Like, I don't think it hurts to have a little bit of wiggle room, you know, going into the season. If no. you can't if you can't sign Tarasenko or you can't make the deal for, for Carlson, I, I don't. it's not the worst thing in the world to have a little flexibility with your payroll going into the season. We'll jump into this a little bit more later on because there are some interesting things happening in the NHL in terms of free agency where Carolina positions themselves into be a really good spot because there's some really good players like Tarasenko, like Patrick Kane, Matt Dumba. There's some pretty good players that are still floating around over there uh, in free agency that have not signed yet. So it's been, it got really quiet in the NHL, but that's also a product of there being not a lot of cap space or at least increasing cap space from last season. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell the folks why. Because SmackDown's in Raleigh at PNC Arena. My birthday celebration tonight. Shout out to my girlfriend. Got me tickets for tonight for my birthday. It's going to be a fun time over there at oh, PNC. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I saw them setting up today. I was over at PNC for oh, a Oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're getting all set up there for WWE. We'll dive into a little bit later on the upgrades that we're looking to have at PNC Arena, which impacts not only events that take place and the people logistically running these things, but us as fans, people that go attend events like WWE SmackDown or Canes games or NC State basketball games or concerts at PNC Arena, Monster Jam, whatever it might be. This impacts us. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But Brian Murphy, training camp for the NFL. It's it's crazy to think about that we are less than two weeks away from the start of training camp. I think it's August 2nd is the Hall of Fame game. So we're, we're, three, we're less than three weeks away from actual football being played. And then, uh, you know, all the guys who can't get enough football in their lives are going to just... I'm not going to go any further into that uh, on that day, but it's like, yo, man, I'm going to eat up this. These guys are going to get cut in like two weeks. I uh, can't wait to watch all these guys play. Do do we need, I mean, training camp exists as an idea because guys used to have to work second jobs. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't make enough money playing football or baseball or basketball. So they worked second jobs as, you know, movers or, or plumbers or whatever the case would be. And they weren't in game shape. So they had to come back. And and train and actually get ready. Spring training, training camp, yeah. all this. I find it hard to believe that that these NFL guys need this much time to get ready to play an NFL game. Well, they've already cut down on it. They've already cut down on, on training camp in terms of number of practices. You have to have mandatory off days during training camp. There are less preseason games. So I know they added a regular season game, but they've already cut down on it uh, quite a bit. They've also cut down a lot of the off-season mandatory stuff. But not the time well. of it. I mean, it still lasts as long. It just you don't practice as much. Exactly. You're not doing the two-a-days and all that kind of stuff. No, I think it's fine. Oh, man. It I feels like fine. a lot of football. Well, it, well, it is a lot of football. <laughs> But Miles Sanders, running back, latest the new running back for the Carolina Panthers, was on with Mac and Bone of WFNZ in Charlotte yesterday, talking about the upcoming season, talking about how this team looked because this is a, a very much, a, at least offensively, a revamped roster outside of the offensive line. New quarterback, new tight end, new starting running back, new group of receivers outside of you know a couple guys coming back like Lavishka Chanel and, and Terrace Marshall Jr. But it's a pretty revamped group. Miles Sanders, who was part of the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles the last couple of seasons, spoke about the roster and the team that's been put together in Carolina. I believe we can be as good as we as we put our minds to it. I mean, uh, we are. We look. We, we look. I mean, people will say we look good on paper. Um, or we got. You know, we got a lot of talent. A lot, lot of young talent. Got some vets on the team too. But um, you know, you. You really create a championship team between OTAs and, and training camp. So, and we're about to get into training camp, and that's where that's going to really matter. But I have a good feeling about these guys. So there it is. Got a good feeling about this group. Now, the big question is, what do we get from rookie quarterback Bryce Young? That's the big question mark because I think there's a lot of expectations, Brian Murphy, being put onto the rookie quarterback to lead this group of veterans, right? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think others have much higher expectations than I do. I, I've been the mm-hmm. low man on the Panthers here for, for, for a while. Um, not because I, I'm down on Bryce Young, but I look at the veterans that surround him and they just, you know, shrug emoji. Like Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. Like, ah, you know, is there a is there a pro bowler among among that group? I mean, I think there, Sanders was a pro bowler last year, if I remember correctly. Is there an above? I mean, I, I mean, moving forward, I mean, this year, I, mm-hmm. is there an above average player um, among that group? Like, they're they're fine. They're they're you know res- they're they're solid NFL veterans, but I just don't feel like that he's surrounded by a, this whole bunch of talent on offense. That's fair. And yeah. so then I then I wonder about how much pressure is going to be on Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Or, or do they find a way, does Frank Reich and the new staff, uh, the all-star staff that they've brought in, find a way to to play defense and, and run, you know, defense, running game, special teams? Because I think that's how you're going to have to win games with this group. Well, Sanders did talk about that rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, and what he has seen from him so far, as well as is there anything out there about him that we as out on the outside don't quite know about? The guy is sharp. The guy is a sharp guy. Um Kudos to Nick Saban and what he's doing in Alabama because he's doing a heck of a job. Um, and like I said, he's sharp. He's there early, last one leaving. Uh, the main thing, a part of his game that I've noticed is, his, you know, his pocket presence. His pocket presence is, is, is amazing to me, and he has a quick release. And he makes smart decisions, too, so he doesn't really force passes, and he has a nice touch, a lovely touch on the ball. Yeah. And, yeah, he's a big fan. He, he has a, He's like a humble Humble, uh, cocky, not cocky, but like he's cocky in a humble way, in right. the humblest way. Like he knows, he knows, he knows who he is. And, yeah. um, I think we're a good hand. So again, that's, that's Miles Sanders running back for the Carolina Panthers on with Mac and Bone from WFNZ down in Charlotte. So from what we hear from the veterans, I know we got to wrap this up here in, in a minute. We'll, we'll get back in here this a little bit more, but all the veterans we hear talk about them. Speak about him different, like in a different kind of way, if that makes sense, as opposed to like the saying the right thing in the in the sense of, well, he's a rookie learning the ropes, you know, he's getting some stuff down, but he works hard. the The way they talk about him is like, no, this this guy's got something else to him, I and mean, he's a pretty special player. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I think you know all those intangibles. He has those intangibles, and and that's great. I mean, I think that's what you want. I do worry about the size. I worry about staying healthy. I worry mm-hmm. th- that's what I, I I think he'll be a fine performer. You know, I think he can be a, a an above average quarterback in this league. Maybe not the first year, but eventually. I just I just worry about staying healthy at that size. Uh, obviously, a lot of people out there have high hopes for him. He is the number two choice for rookie of the year, behind only Bijan Robinson. This is the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Um. You know, part of that is a function of playing time. He's going to get all the opportunities in the world to be the starting quarterback, whereas, you know, I guess C.J. Stroud probably will be and, and maybe Anthony Richardson. But I think, you know, when I look when I look at the quarterbacks that were available, I think Bryce Young was the clear choice. Yeah. Does that mean I think he's going to be an all-pro? I, I don't know. I, I, I think he has all the skills to be it. Obviously, you heard Miles Sanders. He has the intangibles. Mm-hmm. Can he stay healthy? Is he big enough to be that type of player in the NFL? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.